don't want this thing to come to a scratching halt. Did I say scratching halt? Screeching halt. <sighs> you did say scratching. I did, didn't I? To me, that sounds like when you tear the needle off a record. That's a scratching halt. A scratching halt. Scratch records. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So hey, this is uh, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobby Town Hobbyplex here for the uh, Hobbyplex Show podcast. Probably going to be one of our shorter podcasts right now because a I don't have a laptop in front of me. I'm rolling out my phone, but also I've been uh, we're building the track for the J Concepts race this weekend, and I had to bail so I could come and do this. Which you know I didn't want to not do it. I like doing the podcast, and uh, kind of it just for me it's. Only special occasions would we cancel the podcast, like a holiday or something like that, you know? Yeah. But with me, as always, is... Uh, Will Brinton. And uh, he's looking very fashionable today with his uh, Cool J Concepts hat and Factory Team sweater. Yeah. This is what I always wear. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally... Uh, I have, like, four of these... I think, I don't know, three. Mm. One of them has glue all over it. Yeah. That's usually the one I wear to the track. But I just like, I take, I have this and it's laying on my bench over there. And um, I come come downstairs from work and I take my work sweatshirt off and I put this on every time. <laughs> I'll wear something different next time. No, I like that. It looks good on you. My Hobbyplex uh, hoodie is all jacked up. I got a bleach all over it. Yeah. So pretty bummed out yeah if you want to destroy my sweater um, you, want to you can just put glue all my over sweater. it and walk away that was a go-to song for me at karaoke night back in the day really yeah i love weezer yeah i do too actually a lot actually og weezer yeah uh lung cancer 44 years old for dustin Diamond. yeah for screech yeah. rest in screeches that's a bummer kind of that sucks <laughs> I that was dark. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. Do yeah. you have kids? I doubt it. Really? I doubt it. No kids? Yeah, then I yeah. guess I don't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I uh <laughs> I mean, people change. Yeah, that's I true. I don't know. He's he I, he's been out of the the limelight for so long. Yeah. Yeah, so this program is always as always uh sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you uh, call them up or shoot them an email or whatever, and you get going with a uh, home, home loan or refinance, I uh, mention our show and you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your interest rate. Ask for Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad. Aiden Olson's dad is waiting for your call. Operator is standing by. Aiden Olson's actually, uh, well, he was. I'm not sure if he's still there, but he, uh, he was cleaning our bathrooms today. Woo! They needed it. <laughs> I've got uh, I, I've got some help, which I want to I want to talk about today. Aiden came and cleaned all three bathrooms, including the outside one. Andy Barrett brought his uh, his help with him, and she was also cleaning some stuff, which is pretty awesome. And then uh, Tom Smith and Steve Smith and Jackson Anderson are were working on the track when I left about forty five minutes ago. The track itself is all. It's all raked out. So all we got to do now is tamp and water and tamp and water and tamp and water and put the pipe down. So the track itself should be done tomorrow night. 
Really? Yeah. And then it's going to get painted on Wednesday. Wes Hicks is going to paint, uh, paint the track, paint some around the track a little bit, the walls and stuff. That big rust spot on that tin wall that we have. Yeah. He's going to paint that, that whole thing. Wow. So that, yeah, that should look a lot better. He's probably just like, wait till you get the bill. Yeah. Uh, two (laughs) weeks ago I cleaned, um, that's how I ruined my, my Hobbyplex, uh, hoodie with bleach was I, uh, I cleaned all the crap off the garage doors. I cleaned the entryway with, uh, with cleaner with bleach. And so of course I got it all over myself and then smelled really good though. You know, you're soaked in bleach. Not, not all the way soaked in bleach, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that was a Nirvana reference. Did I get that? Yeah, it was. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, so then, and I also cleaned, I, I actually did clean the bathrooms a couple of weeks ago too myself. And then, um, and then the last thing is, uh, on Wednesday, Tom usually comes in and, and cleans the pit area and we got to get that all set up and I got to get all the names put down for the pit spots and everything. It's going to be, there's so much work to do still. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's almost overwhelming, but it would be more overwhelming if I didn't have the help that I got. Doug Blaney, he's a, he's a customer of ours, but also my wife's coworker's husband. He's got um, a lot of equipment, so he brought a, a treaded bobcat yesterday, and a bo- and the tiller attachment for the bobcat. That would be like with track yes, style, exactly. And so we we were able to knock the track out. Like basically, the reason why I wanted an extra day was because what I what what we got done yesterday would have taken me the entire day on on the on the little tractor. Like I would have been, I would have only gotten the big pile of dirt done. I would have gone home at like 2 AM last night and only having that done. And we actually got like half the track done yesterday because of the bobcat. And he tilled the straightaway. Yeah. So all that dirt got churned up. And then Kyle Gannon came, uh, yesterday morning and helped me. Uh, he basically built the entire back wall by himself. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to paint that so it looks real nice and uniform, kind of a primer gray kind of color. And uh, it's going to look really good. That's cool. So we, we got a, we're getting a lot accomplished. We're kind of getting what I wanted to get accomplished, accomplished. So um, even though I'm still going to stress out all week about it, I'm, uh, you know. And I have your car. I'm yeah, I, I know. I, I didn't ask <laughs> for that, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Alex's two wheels are all clapped out. So it's super it clapped him. out. But it, it's hard for me to accept help like that, though. Well, you got to have a guy you can trust. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't let anybody, just anybody touch my car. A lot of it is because if something goes wrong, like, I don't want anybody else to blame. I just, just want it to be me. Like, oh, yeah, that's because I'm stupid and I forgot to, you know, put a screw on or something. Yeah, I feel like I'm a pretty good pit guy that kind of thing car preparer hmm. dude you're i held your car after that practice session oh when i pulled off because yeah. it was so good i didn't want to waste it yeah and i was like <laughs> holding your car and i was like feeling everything and that's when i realized that my car was super clapped out i'm like holy crap will's car is like nice <laughs> <laughs> mine's like mine's like Ugh. yeah Ugh. your car's like nah. <laughs> Hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's like your car. <laughs> baby woof. Mm-hmm. Chunk like baby woof. Mm-hmm. 
I miss that movie. I miss I that's a go-to movie. The Goonies. I, I don't think Goonies. I've ever seen it. <laughs> really? Yeah. So Goonies Goonies influenced a major part of my life. There's been several movies that have been like made such an impact on my life that, that it, it defined who I am. And Goonies is actually one of those movies because after I saw that movie, I was for sure that there were secret tunnels and like passageways and stuff in my elementary school. And from like first grade through maybe fifth grade, I made it like, like my mission in life to get down into the basement and try to find all the secret tunnels and passageways in this school. And then one night for Boy Scouts, they opened up the bottom of the stage and mm-hmm. they uh, pulled out the pine, the Pinewood Derby set that they had stored down there. Mm-hmm. And I took the opportunity to go into the bottom of the stage and I poked around and then nobody realized that I was in the bottom of the stage. And so they shut the doors and essentially locked me in. And of course it's the stage underneath. So there's no light whatsoever. And so at that time too, I used to think that like all the porcelain animals and the, uh, um, and the pictures on the wall all were like conspiring to watch me at home. Like their eyes would like move. And I could have swore that the zebra that I had at home was like breathing and stuff. And so I used to be definitely scared of the dark when I was a kid. And oh, really? so, yeah. So being in the state, being in the stage, complete darkness, nobody knowing that I'm actually in there was a very traumatizing experience. And it's all because of Goonies. I, uh, when I was in high school, so the high school I went to actually did have tunnels underneath of it. Mm. It went like clear out to 70th street, I guess. Oh, wow. But, um, the, we had to go down there for band equipment one time and, uh, uh, yeah, it, it just like, it, it was kind of neat to see all that stuff. But I, I guess I was just saying my high school actually had that, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all this stuff under there and there was like dirt walls and stuff. It was kind of neat. That's pretty cool. Our, uh, our high school had a, a secret passageway between the top floor and the roof that they stored stuff in. And I found that out because my friend Jenny, uh, we got tasked with uh, getting something for the art department and because her dad was this teacher there, she knew everything about it. And so she, uh, she took me up there to, to grab all this stuff. And I was like, what the hell you could like walk the distance of it and you could look down into every single classroom on the top floor. It was not, yeah, it was crazy. Now it's not a secret anymore. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, actually that, that room, this is going to be, this is a weird podcast tonight, but that, 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 that whole ordeal there, uh, it wasn't an ordeal, but that, that discovery led me to, uh, I was the cartoon editor for the newspaper my senior year. And I Mm -hmm. had this serial comic that wasn't, was never done before for the newspaper. And, um, my plan was to have, you know, a storyline go through all whatever, nine months or eight months, maybe nine. How long are we in school for nine months? Uh, for all nine months, it was going to finish and it was going to have this big, big climax at the end with, with this dude crashing through the Viking center and tackling somebody. I don't know what, I can't remember exactly what happened, but, um, but it all had to do with that, that top floor 
uh, secret passageway. I was going to expose it in my cartoon. Yeah. And then the cartoon was so unliked that I, it got canceled after the third edition of the paper. You, you weren't like, but it's going to get better. I was trying to, and it was, it was a decision made by the uh, journalism teacher and basically the whole editorial staff. Um, they were like, yeah, we don't really like where this is going. Can you just do political cartoons? And so that's what I did. I did, I did uh, political cartoons in that spot the rest of the year. I got second at state though for political cartoons. So I did, I was all right. Well, you want to talk about this weekend? Yeah, sure. I, I kind of want to, I, I, there's not much to talk about leading up to this other than I did want to get in all the help I had. So I want to thank, uh, so far, I want to thank, um, Doug, Kyle, Jackson, Tommy, um, Steve, Andy Barrett, um, Aiden Olson for, for volunteering some time so far. So it's been, it's been a, um, it's been a good couple of days so far. So I'm, I'm pretty happy and satisfied with that. Me too. The track's going to be freaking cool. I hope it, when it's all done and painted, it's going to be so amazing. I'm, um, I'm going to be bummed out that I got to actually like mess part of it up when we return to oval racing in three weeks. Yeah. Cause part of it kind of, kind of goes on to the oval for now, mm-hmm. but whatever, I'll make it work. It'll be all right. Yeah. I'm not worried. Anyways. So what do we have this weekend? We had uh Oh, good Lord. That's right. We had 80 entries on Friday night. Yeah. This is for beginner night. This is guys. beginner night. This isn't our regular club race. This is, uh, this is beginner night, which I, I think the most we've ever had on a beginner night, if I remember correctly before this was like 60 something. And we were like, holy crap, like this is awesome. So, yeah. uh, dude. Family Friday off road because when you're here, you're family. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, at 47 plex spec entries. I, I looked at the heat sheets and I think, I think Trevor really, so tre- I don't run Friday nights usually. Um, I am going to be running one of these coming up, but, uh, um, Trevor, uh, Zelazny runs it for us and, uh, he really packs him in. I think, I think the heats had like 12 cars in them. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, and then we still had a, uh, I believe a heat of, um, like stock buggy and mod buggy. That's crazy. And I got um, uh, cupcakes again for everybody because the week prior we had, um, what did we have? We had 32 plexers or something like that. And my, my rule was that if we got 30 or more hobby plex uh, entries, we'd, we'd buy cupcakes the following week. Mm-hmm. And now it's 47. So I think I need to up the, the, the goal, maybe 50. Right? Yeah. Maybe I should get 50. I mean, you, yeah. Once you made your goal, you have to set a higher one. <laughs> yeah. 83 entries altogether, 65 people on a Friday night. So needless to say, it was a very late night. Um, yeah. I actually was kind of happy. Also not happy because um, I knew that I had to be back the next day in the morning right away. And I knew, was, I knew Saturday was going to be a long day. But um, mm-hmm. I did get a bunch of stuff done upstairs in the store. I rearranged the tire section to try to get us some more room because I had a whole bunch of rims and we got a lot more tires coming for this big race. Um, and I was actually able to get that all done because there were so many entries and I'm the one with the key. So I got to stay there and lock the doors. So I actually, uh, 
it all worked out. <laughs> it, yeah. So kind of like me mounting tires during this podcast. Nice. All working out. I got my tires pretty much all, all, I should say the tires I had. Emerson roached a pair of silvers on Saturday and he didn't even finish a qualifier or a main. Really? Yeah. He broke in both qualifiers and he broke in warm up of the main. And I looked at his car and I was like, dude, how can you ruin like completely stripe a whole, uh, what is it? Uh, right side tire mm-hmm. and not complete a qualifier. <laughs> oh. Like, how does that even happen? Just lucky, I guess. I guess. No, I'm, I'm out in, um, like my, my two wheel tires are all done. Um, I have probably way more tires than I'm going to need, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just mounting up some silvers just to have them ready. And then, uh, my four, oh yeah, I did get my four wheel tires done. Uh, those are done. Um, I have a couple of sets already. I'm, I just have two more sets of tires to mount and then I'm done mounting tires. Yeah. Um, but I just like to have it done. Like I don't like mounting tires at the track. Yeah. It takes me too long or it doesn't really even take me too long. I just don't like getting all the stuff out and doing it. I like taking my time. Like probably like, yeah. I probably have shock oil on my hands. And, like I'll, I'll leave a, I'll leave know. a rubber band on my tire overnight sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. I don't do that. Um, I actually, uh, I saw this when I went to that race at, uh, Thunder road for that carpet mm-hmm. where you, uh, you clean the bead how you normally would. And then you spray um, the CA kicker in a, like they're using like Dixie cup or cup? Not Dixie cups, yeah, the solo cup cups. And um, I've, I just had this like, uh, like Rubbermaid container yeah. and a tire like fits in there. And so I was just like, put, like doing one, putting it under there, sitting it and like had a real hmm. production type thing going. Nice. I was just doing that and it makes it go pretty fast. Super chat. Uh, we just got a super chat. Really? Uh, Nick Nuthouse, uh, 10 bucks. Woo! Um, thanks for taking the time to share the track build videos. Glad to see everyone helping out. Going to break down and buy a buggy two-wheel drive kit. Should I go Losi or Associated? I have no preference. The age-old the age old argument. Yeah. The question you should ask yourself or is... Well, obviously, I'm going to tell you to buy an associated. Are you car. a Losi guy or are you associated guy? That's well, I don't know. I, I don't really think it even comes down to that. Um, you know, I think that a lot of it has to do with is uh, one, what surface are you running on? Are you running on carpet or dirt? Um, and also, how many people do you have at your track running one particular brand over another? So, I mean, if you're, if the place that you're running is, uh, more heavy, like one way or the other, then that's probably the direction I would go. But I mean, my associated cars, I just, I, like I've had one set up on my car for a pretty long time now. And I really haven't changed it a whole lot. I think the only thing I did do is move my arms back, um, a little bit longer wheelbase. And that's the only thing I've changed on my car since July. Um, and you know, it's hard to find a car that you can do that with. Yeah. Um, that's just consistent all the time. Like, you know what it's going to do. It's very predictable. 
but I, I've never driven. And, you know, like we've talked about before, the associated for me feels like it's easier to work on mainly just because of the diff, you know, taking the diff in and out. Yeah. But, um, you know, what, like, does your hobby shop have more parts for one versus another? What, what's the surface you're running on? You know, that, that sort of stuff. But I, I'm, I would say I'd go associated just because it, to me or for me, my car is always very consistent. So that, that'd be the I, only reason why. Having, having owned both cars, I had, a, I had a 5.0 Elite at the start of last year because I had it left over from carpet. And I'm like, you know what? Let's put this thing on dirt. And then going back to an associated car, for me, I, I felt the associated B62 got into the track better than the low C car. I was instantly faster with the B62 with no setup changes, period. Yeah. So, so from personal experience, for me, for my driving style, how I drive nowadays, um, how much work I feel like doing to the car, as opposed to what I have to do to the car, uh, the associated car was better for me. That's not being, that's not saying that if, if Losi comes out with a new car, you know, or when they come out with a new car, I won't buy it. Like I will buy it. I will probably have one and give it a shot because at heart, I've always been a Losi guy up until, you know, 2017 or whatever. And, but just from, from my own personal experience so far, the B62 just was for me, I was instantly faster. And it's easier to work on. I, you, can't get a, you can't get around that part of it. You just can't. It takes five screws to get to the diff. It takes 13 screws to get to the low C diff. That's, that's, my, one, that's my main gripe about the ease of maintenance on the, on the 5.0. Yeah. But that being said, Tom Rinderneck's kicking our butts with a low C car. So. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they're, they're all, they're all, they're both good. I would say no matter what, stick to one of the two. You can, you're going to find part support at the Plex. Um, you're going to find people driving both at the Plex. So you got, no matter what, you always got that going for you. So hopefully the next low C car that comes out, will have a e- very easy diff access. The four wheel drive does the four wheel drive is awesome. Mm-hmm. Four, it's easy to get to the, the 22 X four diffs. Very easy, yeah. very easy to car to work on. So, and that thing was a beast and I didn't have to do any setup changes of that either. I just drove it. It was great. So hopefully we answer your question. The winner is. All right, let's get into results real fast from Friday night. Cause we had a C main of Plex spec. A main was, it looks like nine cars. Cause on Friday nights too, there's always a handful that go home early. So it kind of, yeah. it kind of helps the program. Um, Josh Christensen has been on a tear here in Plexpec. He's, uh, he's, he's driving a Typhon. Notice that I said Typhon, not Typhoon. I say Typhoon. That's a huge pet peeve of mine, but I keep my mouth shut at the Plex. I I don't want to, ironically, I know I I don't want to like insult anybody. So I, I don't, if you say Typhon, Typhoon in front of me, I know what you're talking about. I will let it go, but I will come on this program and talk about it. Because I think it's funny. Um, but he's got a... I say it because I think it's funny. Yeah. He's got a 3S Typhon. So it's a plastic chassis version of the Typhon. So it's, it's technically... Co- it's called 10th scale in the box, right? Even though it's kind of an 8th scale. Um, but he's been driving it great. He's been doing a really good job. 
Steve Wall uh, got second. Jesse Ellithorpe got third. Uh, Nevin Sneathan got fourth. Greg Henry uh, got fifth. Greg uh, had to go. Um, he was only here for maybe a week and a half or so, but um, I think he's a listener. Um, but he's, he's now down in Kansas doing a job. Uh, Michael Prendergast was eighth. Jacob Yoder was seventh. And Paul Yoder was eighth. And uh, Levi Rothfuss was ninth in the Plexbeck A main. And again, every, everybody got cupcakes, so that's really good. Yeah. Um, even if you didn't win, you got cupcakes, and they were free. So free cupcakes. Participation are, cupcakes. Yeah, participation cupcakes. There was actually some left over. I ate some yesterday. It was really good. Uh, there was a 13-5 buggy class, and uh, probably a combined 13-5 and mod class. So I'm going to guess here that Tommy Smith uh, got a 15 at 6 flat. Um, Took the overall win. Mason Herrick, 1506. Mitchell Pavel did not start, so I think he was a modified. Connor Herrick, 1402, was, um, let's see how this works out. So second in the 13-5 class. Ronnie Went was third. Uh, Matt Robinson was fourth. Justin Baker was fifth. So Tommy Smith won the whole thing, but he had a mod car, so he's not counted at this, at, with the rest of them. The Herricks came up from Hutchinson to get some extra track time for this weekend, too just to get a feel mm-hmm. for the track. So they were here Friday and Saturday. Nice. And then there was a mod buggy class and, uh, Jackson Anderson took the win with 14. Mason Herrick, uh, was second. Tommy Smith was third and Mitchell Pavel again, did not start. He probably went home because he knew he had to be back the next day to race too. Iron man. Yeah. Did he race on Sunday too? Uh, no, he did not. Oh, right. uh, stock buggy, Jackson Anderson. With his other car, took the win. Steve Smith was second. Connor Herrick was third. Cody, uh, God, I hope I don't kill his name. Cupkey was fourth. Uh, Sheldon Portnell was fifth. Trey Wysocki was sixth. Nick Sneathan was seventh. Nevin was eighth. Justin Baker was ninth. Neither of those guys started, so either they broke out or they went home. Um, and then they had a... <sighs> probably a good thing he didn't race Friday night. They had an electric, electric one eight scale truggy class. And there was 11 of them. Oh man. Where did they, they, this had to be easy. I could have been, I could have been sitting in my pit and I probably got hit by one. <laughs> this is, I bet you, I bet you half of these are mini truggies. So Lo- yeah. Logan Prismanis with the win. And I know he's got an e-bug e-truggy. Jason Prismanis was second. I know he's got an e-truggy. Then it was Ronnie Went, Matt Robinson, uh, who had, I know, many truggies. Josh Christensen, who I bet was running his, uh, his Typhon in that class. Because well, on Friday nights, what a lot of times they'll do is they'll have like this just to open class. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you got Plex spec, but then you got guys who want to race a second class. And so we let them run like, at first it was called Traxxas Open because it was just like slash four by fours. And then it, mm-hmm. it was pro four. So Trevor will just kind of pick out whatever class to put them all in. And they all basically go into that one. Uh, Jesse Ellithorpe was six. I know he had a mini truggy. And then Caleb Singh, Steve Wall, Greg Henry, Trey uh, Wysocki, and Nick Sneathan. So there was 11 of them. Only 10 ran in the main. I bet you, I bet you a couple of these were like um, Centons too. Some Arma Centons. So overall, I mean, super fun night. Man, there was a lot of kids there. I love kids. I feel like I have a good rapport with kids. Otherwise, I don't think our Friday nights would have been as popular as they are. But uh, good God, there was a lot of screaming kids on Friday. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't have kids. <laughs> if anybody wanted to know, I don't have any kids. Yeah, Will doesn't have any kids yet. Yeah, I don't have kids. Yeah. We'll see. I like I like all this free time I got. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let me tell you, my wife. So my my mom, bless her heart, uh, when she was alive, she had instilled in me this like. Um, not to get married quickly. Like when I find the one to not just jump into marriage. Cause I think my mom and dad actually got married like three weeks after they met. Really? Which is a big no, no people don't do that. That's, that's, that's not how, that's not how it should work. I mean, maybe, maybe it works for somebody, but I personally, and this was very good advice I got from my mom. My mom said, you've got to go through all four seasons with the person that you think you you're, you're in love with for the rest of your life to know how they are for a full year to like, you know, cause like, you know, winter time comes, you haven't seen the sun in what a week now. And yeah. I turn into a giant poo poo head. I, I need sunshine in my life. Right. Yeah. Well, my wife you knows should that supplement my, with some vitamin D. Yeah. My wife and I have been together. We were together three years before we actually get, were married. And so, she knew, she knew what she's in for at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one reason why our marriage is so strong. Uh, yeah. My, my wife and I got engaged after uh, dating for three months. Yeah. It's better than three weeks. Better yeah. than three weeks. So, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot you guys kind of married kind of fast. But yeah, three, three months is better than three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad's on his third wife now, I think. Yeah. Third wife. And, uh, and, uh, that one also came kind of quick. I hope he's not watching right now. He's going to give me a call. Why are you, he's going to call me and be like, why are you telling people my business? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> when you're here, your family. Um, anyways, where were we at? We were talking about the kids. Oh yeah. You're probably not gonna have any kids. Oh yeah. Screaming kids. But Hey, f- I'm look, look, I'm fine with it. 47 plex peckers. Basically, for all the naysayers out there that say RC is in trouble and, and it's going downhill and all this other stuff. If you can somehow get your race program to attract young people and make it so that their parents don't mind them being at the track, right? Make an environment where, where there can be a whole bunch of screaming kids and nobody cares, right? Mm-hmm. If you can make a race program like that and don't treat them like crap and, and, uh, don't make too many rules so that just, just make it so that they can show up with whatever car they just bought at the hobby shop, which is what Plex spec is all about. And just let them go out there and do what they do out on the track. They're going to break they're or they're going to figure it out or they're going to do a little bit of both. And eventually you're going to get some of those kids and some of those dads and some of those moms to transfer over to the other way that we race, which is a little bit more refined. And, um, I guess I don't want to use the word serious, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's Friday night where basically nobody really cares where they finished. Honestly. I mean, it's cool to win. Unless you and I are racing each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But like, but then on Saturdays, it's a different crowd. You're going to get, you're going to pick off some of those Friday nighters to want to join the Saturday crowd, but you still got to maintain that same level of non-intimidation 
on a Saturday as well. You got to make it so that the people that are there are willing to, you know, put a, put a body, put a, um, a transponder hole in somebody's car without giving them crap or, or telling their car sucks or anything like that, which we don't have, at least as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've watched some of the JQ videos and he's, he brings up some good points on a lot of stuff, but I, from what we see around here, I, I don't necessarily believe that RC is, uh, is dying in any way. People have been saying that for 30 years. I mean, the message boards in the nineties were all like, Oh, RC's going to go away in 10 years. And then 10 years comes and we're all still here. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I do know what you're saying. <laughs> you want to move on to Saturday? Sure. You had a good day. I didn't have a good day. It was all right. Yeah. Oh made, yeah. No, I had a good day. <laughs> I made the, I guess I made the A. So that's, that's still a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday. So we had, so then we, we backed an 80, 83 entry Friday night with 125 entries on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it felt like a summer series race again in many ways. Yeah. Um, I think we got through it pretty quickly though. Even with the late start, we started a little bit late, but even with that, we got done really at a re- very reasonable time. Oh yeah. What time were we done? Like nine? Yeah. I think actually, it'll say, hold on a second here. The last race got done at eight forty-seven. That was close. Yeah. That's really good. Biggest class on Saturday was uh two wheel modified. There was like 24 of them. That's insane. I know. And, Mac and I were talking about this in our first qualifier. We're like, where, where you cannot go to too many club races and have even a class of modified, let alone 24 mod cars. Yeah. We're extremely lucky that we, that you and I and Mitchell and, and Aiden and, uh, uh, who else races mod all the time. And we're extremely lucky that we get to race mod every week. Yeah. When when we can. I think a lot of it has to do with, it's like, um, people, you know, it's like, it looks like the next step, you know? Yeah. Like when we race it, like, it's kind of like the people that are racing stock, I feel like will eventually race modified, Yeah, which is kind of unheard of, but, um, like it's kind of neat how it, it's kind of like how we, we make it look fun and not intimidating. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what really helps grow the numbers. Yeah. Like it modified is what it's supposed to be at our track. I feel like it's supposed to be the next step after stock. Yeah. Not career stock. It's also cheaper. I think it is. By a lot. Like I, I can't like, I got a new motor, but I only got a new motor because I sold my old motor, old motor on accident. Mm -hmm. Otherwise I probably would, I probably would be running the exact same seven. Oh, I had two years ago yeah, and still be just as fast. Cause it's a mod motor. Right. You know, I have one battery for each car mm-hmm. and I haven't bought new batteries in at least a year, a new battery. Right. I haven't gotten a new battery in at least a year, you know? Yeah. And you can just use a regular old charger. Yeah. Then it's just tires. Then all I got to do about it is, is just keep up on your tires. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of those things that if you race, you have to, you don't really have a choice. Tires are part of it. Yeah. Tires are relatively disposable. Yeah. You know? Um, 
so we had, so we backed a 47 entry, um, plex spec night or entries in plex spec with another like 17 on Saturday. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And we had two heats. We did that way they can marshal each other too. Yeah, it's nice. Those of you out there listening, we're going to get, I got some questions on here, not, but, uh, one of the things that, that we've done for a really long time, I learned a long time ago, try your best to not make the beginner class marshal anybody else because a lot of them don't pay attention anyways. And then you get that one guy who freaks out because he didn't get marshals quick enough from a Plex Becker. And then mm-hmm. that Plex Becker will never come back. Right. So if, uh, if I can, what I try to do is have, um, if we have two or more heats of plex spec and make the last heat of plex spec marshal the first heat of plex spec and then they cycle through that and then you make whatever is last in the order in the in the regular more you know um defined classes marshal that first heat that way you know most of the time if somebody wants to freak out an adult usually they look at up look up at him do the whole why are you yelling at me and then that passes but plex speckers a lot of times you know that's part of the intimidation factor they don't want to get yelled at by anybody yeah the ironic thing is usually the one uh, complaining about being yelled at on the track is the guy that actually is doing most of the yelling. Which, you know, it's kind of funny. I had to yell at Owen, not in a mean way in our main, but he didn't, he was watching his dad race and I, I flipped over right next to him and he was watching his yeah. dad race. And it took a couple yeah. of seconds. And then I was like, Owen! And then he looked down and got me. But I wasn't, you, you were right next to me. Were you proud of me? I didn't stomp. Yeah. I didn't like make a scene. I was just like, well, there went that. <laughs> yeah. Well, out of the corner of my eye, I, I noticed you weren't driving anymore. You're just watching the race. Well, I don't know. I thought you were watching my car. So I was trying to drive better. Oh, nice. No, <laughs> I was, uh, that happened afterwards. We'll get to that here in a minute. And I'll talk about okay. that. But. Um, anyways, Plexpec, uh, Josh Christensen, again, another win. Um, we need to get an e-buggy class on Saturday so he can race in that one. Um, yeah. Nevin Sneathan, Lexi Bolin, he, he's going to be one of those dudes, I bet, that buys or gets himself a used B6 or a B74 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nevin Sneathan, second. Lexi Bolin, third. Uh, Dalton Conrad, fourth. Great. And Stevie was fifth. Yahweh. Uh, Penna? Pena? I can't remember. I can't, I always kill the last name, uh, yeah. but he got six, but I, I'm, I, it's so fun having him race. Cause you don't get to say Yahweh that often. I said this last week, mm-hmm. uh, Riker, uh, was seventh. Greg was eighth. Alexander Eckler, uh, made the main, but did not start, but he qualified eighth. So I told him afterwards, I was like, dude, you did awesome. That was a lot of cars and he made the main. Mm-hmm. So he did really good. He's a little dude, um, little young kid. And uh, he was pretty happy other than the fact that he didn't get to run his main, but, but still he made the main. It was, that's what's important. Then we had stock truck. Um, Stock truck was weird just because I, the trucks on, they didn't look like none of the trucks looked good on Saturday. And I say that not like in a mean way, but more like a, just a, I don't know what was going on. If everybody just had new tires on or something or what? But everybody's truck looked weird. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, truck truck was definitely looked kind of hard to drive. Yeah, but Brian Burns' truck looked really good. But 
it's like once he got some of the crashes out of the way, like his last three minutes were really good. Yeah. Yeah. He climbed back up in a second after a pretty horrible start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jake Wilkening, who, who kind of had a rough go of it in qualifying just out of nowhere, uh, took the win and by like 14 seconds over yeah. Brian, uh, Brian Burt was second. West Hicks was third. Phil Palmer was fourth. Dayton Moser was fifth. Nick Sneathan was sixth. TJ Williams was seventh. Brady Papineau was eighth. Darren Schmidt was ninth. But, you know, again, we had a full truck class, so that was good. Um, I hate, I hate arguing, like not, not arguing, but um, uh, trying to get extra marshals out there for classes that aren't full. It's mm-hmm. no fun. So anytime that there's a full heat of anything, I'm super happy. Um, so we had a four wheel mod right after that. Got one of the big ones out of the way. Um, Tom Rinderneck took the win. He's been on a roll uh, lately. His stuff's working really good. Um, Aiden Horn finished five seconds behind behind him, so he's closer. His four-wheel drive has been working pretty good the last couple of weeks that he's been here, you know, prepping for this race coming up. Yeah, I think so. Ethan Delaire from the bump uh, moved up to third. Yeah. And uh, nobody was really catching him. Um, Vanderbeek uh, qualified fourth, finished fourth. Alex Vanderbeek, um, you qualified fifth, finished fifth. Um, I was up to, I was up to third though. Yeah. And I, I had a really good race with Caden. Yeah. Caden was right behind you by like three seconds there at the end. Uh, Mitchell Pavel was seventh. Ruben King was eighth. Aiden Olson was ninth and Tommy Smith was 10th and Derek Wood didn't start. Derek had to go. Um, he had a dinner with his mom. It was his mom's birthday. Yeah. I was pretty stoked cause I got the, I got to use the whole. Oh, I, I wish I had a mom thing. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did you say that to him? Yeah. What did he say? He didn't get it. <laughs> he just whoosh. Uh, okay. 13, five buggy. Uh, so again, a bunch of weird finishes, uh, in a lot of these races, Owen Vanderbeek from the seventh qualifying position got a really good start and just was Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, finished first. David Peevler also got a really good start from the sixth spot, finished second. Ken Peterson from the tenth spot finished third. And so, <laughs> I th- so I think what happened was there was a big pileup at the start, and a lot of the guys in the back just sort of went around everybody. Yeah. Um, Chance Rolk was fourth. Ruben King was fifth. Kyle Gannon dropped to sixth. Um, Nick Pavel was seventh. Dustin Hosick was eighth. Bradley Peterson was ninth, and Connor Herrick was tenth. He drove a 17.5 two wheel. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He broke his four wheel and then was like, can I just run my two wheel? And I'm like, I don't care. And so he, he drove his two wheel and just couldn't quite hang. Yeah. He hung on. He, the first two laps he was leading. And then after that, it just couldn't quite hang with those four wheel drives. Yeah. That, that would be tough. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Let's move on to mod two wheel drive buggy. So. Tom, Tom got the TQ in a win. Um, Vanderbeek though, finished second. Was he, did he fall back a few times or once? Cause I maybe, maybe I, I don't know. For some reason, I, I thought he was behind me at one point. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, that race is so crazy. There was a <laughs> lot, there was a lot going on in that race. 
Um, mm-hmm. But he finished four seconds behind Tom. Maybe not. Maybe he was there in second the whole time. I guess I could look at the map down here at the bottom. Yeah, he was in second the whole time. What am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. I I went clear to the back. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh I was in fourth for a little while. I qualified eighth. And uh even though I had a rough I, cr- I crashed a bunch on Saturday. There's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on at the track too that I'm not making excuses, but my mind wasn't quite there on Saturday either. Mm-hmm. Um but I did put it together in the second qualifier to make sure I qualified in the A. But I was going to, it was, it was you and me again. I think at the time we were like fifth and sixth or something like that. Yeah. We were not that far behind the guys in front of us. No. Well, see, that's the thing. Like I crashed on the first lap and went to eighth and then, uh, everybody in front of me just kept crashing. Yeah. It was just like my car would get close to them and it just like blow out of the way. I was like, Oh, perfect. You know, I just like, kept just, just like working, picking them off. And, um, then like you were following me through some of the carnage mm-hmm. and then, um, cause you, you flipped over and that's how I got around you. And then you were right there behind me. And, um, I made another mistake. I think I was sixth again and, uh, it just kind of kept working out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you got another third. So is that two weeks in a row or three weeks in a three, row? Three in a row. Three in a row. So you're right there. Yeah. You're again, you're the highest placing, um, uh, hobby plexer. Although, I mean, nowadays we could, like I said in the past, we can, we can call Tom and Alex. Um, we can call them locals now too, I guess. I pulled off in time to see you and Kyle Gannon have a pretty good race there at the end. He finished eight tenths of a second apart. Mm-hmm. So he got fourth and from 10th spot from the 10th spot again. So there's a lot of, a lot of moving around on the grid. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's some there's some track monsters that would just come up and bite you every yeah. once in a while. Uh, Ethan Delaire qualified seventh, finished fifth, so he moved up. Uh, Drew Rubin King was one of the big droppers. He he dropped down to sixth. Uh, Jeremy Fellas finished seventh. He had a good qualifier. He didn't even practice. He showed up late and did two qualifiers and he practiced. Uh, did he? he came at normal time. I mean, I, I thought sure? he ran last I don't week. Think he so. didn't run the first qualifier. Oh, was it? So he was there this week. See, everything's yeah. blurring together. I don't even remember. Uh, Mac Vanderbeek was eighth. Aiden Horn, he was not very happy with his car. Finished ninth, and I pulled off uh, at lap ten because uh, I wasn't happy with my car either. It wasn't really my car's fault. It was just me, just driving bad. I kept wrecking. The last time I wrecked, I wrecked right in front of Jeremy Fellows, and I was just like, eh. I don't want to like ruin anything. My tires are good. I'm saving them. Yeah. So that was mod. And, uh, I don't know for me, it was kind of a sour way to finish that three week stretch of dirt club racing. But for you, you were, you're, you're on a roll. I think you're looking good. Yeah. I, I hope I do well this weekend. I think you will. That'd be nice. Yeah. Stock buggy. Uh, this one was a little bit more normal. Uh, Bradley Peterson with the TQ and a win, uh, Ken Peterson, no relation, uh, finished second. Mason Herrick finished third. David Peeler was fourth. Jackson Anderson from the 10 spot finished fifth. Uh, Chance Rolk was sixth. Owen Vanderbeek was seventh. Ashley McCormick was eighth. Dustin Hosek was ninth. And Chad Rumen King was 10th. Independent Screeching buggy. Ball. 
You had Stephen Smith with a TQ and a win. It's like it's like that, 1998 that, that, all over again. To me, that again. sounds like when you tear the needle off and, a record. Uh, That's a Justin scratching ball because you scratch with, records. Uh, second you know qualified saying? second, finished second. <laughs> Bill Palmer got a good solid third. Andy LeChance was fourth. Nick Sneed in fifth. Brian Kiever was sixth. TJ Williams fell back a little bit this week. Um, still got in a 13-lap run, though, in the main. Uh, finished seventh. Joe Schnoes was eighth. Brady Poppin, I was ninth. Janet Peevler uh, was tenth. And then... Mini Truggy, there wasn't many of them. Connor Herrick won uh, Mini Truggy. Ronnie was second, and whoever was there, Darren, Darren Schmidt was third. And then uh, Chance Rolk and Ashton McCormick, I put them in that race with their short course trucks because they wanted some track time. I don't remember who won. I'm sorry to the two of them, but I, uh, I didn't get it. Just a little note on Saturday. Uh, I was almost out of my mind that morning because we had the, the printer toner was out Friday night. And of course I forgot on Saturday, so I didn't even go get it. And then, so we didn't have a printer, but then I was like, well, everybody's got their phones and live, live RC anyways. So I'll just not worry about it and I'll get printer this, you know, toner this week. Well, then we lost the internet for some reason out of nowhere for no reason at all. And so then I was like freaking out. I'm like, well, crap, how are we going to upload the heat sheets? And then what else? There was three things that were wrong all at once. It was printer. Power supply. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The AMB power supply. Oh, crap. I haven't ordered one of those yet. I need to do no, that. No, you better. I got to do that tonight. After it, yeah, dude. I know. Uh, the power <laughs> supply to our AMB quit. So mm-hmm. I had to go into the carpet one and grab that one so that we could race. Otherwise, we wouldn't even been able to race. So 130 entry day, and we didn't even have an AMB for, for the first part of the morning. So I was kind of freaked out. I was a little, I was a little out of my mind on Saturday. Yeah. I, f- I found that music from office space when they were uh, beating <laughs> up the printer. I know at the end and came, came in and was like ready to break the tr- printer outside or something. Yeah. And, uh, you were not, you did not think that was funny. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even notice to be honest with you. I was so focused yeah. on what was going on because I'm like, Oh crap. Mm-hmm. I just recycle. It's weird because Tim said that he had internet on his computer and I'm like, well, it's the same. I thought it was the router, but the, I guess the router was working. So then I restarted the computer and then I plugged in and plugged in, unplugged the switch that we had. And then all of a sudden it started working again. So it's just one of those weird things that has never happened before. And it just happened to happen on that day. It's like the IT crowd who watched that show. Mm-mm. Like it's, it's a, this it's an English TV show. And it's called the IT crowd and it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Okay. But like they literally never fix a computer in oh. that show. Like all say like people call down and they just pick up the phone and go, have you tried turning it off and on again? And they turn <laughs> it off and on again and it works. <laughs> Hello IT. Have you tried turning it off and on? <laughs> uh, okay. So last, the last race of the week, and then we'll get to some questions and stuff. Uh, we had 54 entries on sat on Sunday. I forgot that there was a Sunday race. So mm-hmm. when I showed up to work on the track, I was actually pretty proud of myself because I actually got up in the morning and started to get there. Um, mostly cause I told Doug I was going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. but then I was like, Oh yeah. Well, I was like, why are all these cars here? And then it dawned on me that there was an onboard <laughs> race and I was like, Oh crap, I better get my car. So I, uh, I worked on the track yesterday and then I raced, I, I got in some, I, I got in some honored racing. So it was fun. 
But there was uh there was 54 entries, 28 drivers, kind of par for the course this year for for uh for carpet racing on Sundays. We'll just go straight to the mains. Oh, USGT first A main. Okay, so USGT we, there was uh eight of us, but only seven of us started the main. And Kenny had some sort of weird I think he got booted off the track right at the start. And so he was basically a lap down at lap number one. And so he pulled off. And so then there was just six of us. I did get the TQ and I was feeling pretty good about my car. All things considered. I mean, I was going pretty fast and and all that, but I, I kind of like Saturday kind of left over. I just unforced air. I just bounced off the, the pipe and gave up the lead behind Mike Clement. And that was, uh, and that was that. Um, so Mike took the win and I got second, but we did basically tie in points and I have a points lead. So I'm just milking that points lead now. Uh, Jason Rager finished third. I think that's one of his first podiums of the year. Uh, Dennis Reardon was fourth. Mason Ebner was fifth. Jaden Rager was sixth and Ken McKinney was seventh. Tony Cook didn't, didn't run. Then you move on to Vintage Trans Am A Main. Uh, Dennis Reardon uh, took the win. Chris Tyler was second. Jason Rager, another third. Uh, Jay Hines was fourth. Um, ben Seedlick was fifth. Ron Chaplewski was sixth. Olin Hines was seventh. And Tony Cook was eighth. Uh, Tony Cook usually dominates that class. So I'm, I'm, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't stick around to see what happened. I should have. Um, but I went right back outside. The TCS Spec A main. So these are those TTO2s. Uh, Charles Randall with the win. Jim Hungate was second. Ron Chaposky was third. Barry Evelyn was fourth. Uh, ben Seedlick was fifth. Mark Ebner was sixth. TQ, Tom Quinensley was eighth. And it looks like Logan Prismanis. Neither one of those two started for some reason. Uh, Euro Truck. Those are the TTO1s with that, that cool to my Euro Truck body on them. Uh, Chris Tyler took the win. Tim Ski was second. Barry Evelyn was third. And Mark Brigatti was fourth. It's weird that there's only four of them. There's usually more than that. Yeah. And then uh, Formula One, there's a whole bunch of them. Um, uh, Ken McKinney was first. Tony Cook was second. Jaden Rager was third. Uh, T- Jim Hungate was fourth. Dennis Rader was fifth. Mason Ebner was sixth. Ben Seedlick was seventh. Olin Hines was eighth. And Mark Ebner was ninth. So it was nine F1 cars. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then 12 scale, you had uh, Mike Clement. Sticking it to everybody by three laps. Um, Chris Tyler was second. Kobe Krell was third. Ben Fe- Benjamin Fenton was fourth. Uh, Will Frerichs was fifth. Olin Hines was sixth. And Ryan Wheeler was seventh. So, whew, another huge weekend of racing at the Plex. And uh, with that, we're going to take a pivot lending break, I think. And uh, I'm going to text my wife back, who keeps trying to phone in. Maybe I should put her on. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group and just want to give you a quick update on interest rates. They definitely are, are starting to trend up uh, in the last week. We've watched the 30-year and 15-year conventional loans go up by about a quarter of a percent. And uh, based on where the market ends up here in the next few weeks, so 
trending towards uh, the middle of first quarter could set the tone for the rest of the year. So right now we're getting strong lock advisories from our, um, our hedge company. So I just want to give you guys an idea that if you're looking to purchase or you're looking to refinance, uh, if you have a home right now that you're under contract on, I would consider locking that rate. Hopefully the, uh, the organization you're working with is locking and making those suggestions to you. Uh, if you're looking to refinance uh, and you haven't completed an application, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. Um, or even if you're not going through us and you're, you know, you, you're just comfortable with your home bank, give them a call. Just make sure that you take advantage of this before the opportunity isn't there for you anymore. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lindy, NMLS 109995. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. I tried to get Gretchen to call in. Oh, really? Yeah, she wouldn't do it. Hmm. Uh, this is normally the time of the program where I take a kickstart break, but I'm, I, didn't, I didn't go get one because I, I, my mind was on other things. I'll open her look right here. Okay. Chug it. Oh, man. Sparkly. I should shotgun one of those. It'd be yeah, funny. Yeah, you should. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Welcome to Texts from Gretchen. Today's episode, podcasting, finances, and you. I want to go through my latest text from Gretchen while we were in the middle of the show. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, this is actually from the other night. This is from yesterday. Uh, sausage and gooch for dinner. Now, here's the thing. I know that it wasn't meant to be gooch. Is Taryn Ryder coming over? To <laughs> <have> to <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, isn't a gooch like something else? Yes. Yes. yes that's what is. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, what time tonight? Sausage and gooch for dinner, which I was like, what? And I just put late because I was on the tractor and I'm like, I'm not even going to respond. Then today she gets, she, uh, she sent me a picture of a Google tax document, which I'm pretty sure is my AdSense account from, from YouTube. <laughs> You're like, sausage and gooch, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, what's this about? Because she does our taxes and she doesn't like surprises. And I was like, oh, that's probably our AdSense account. I, I, did you open it? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, that's probably what it is. It's got my name on it. Then she tried to call me like 10 minutes ago. And then she, right, and I hit decline, which always makes her super happy. And then she put, when did you start podcasting? And then she goes, did you have any expenses? And you were then, like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like right now I'm like, I'm live on the air at the podcast exclamation point, exclamation point. And I sorry, my bad forgot what day it was. Jeez. I go. And then this is during the break. I'm like, you want to call in? And she's like, no. And I go, you should do it. It'd be funny. And she goes, have enumeration. And I'm like, what the heck is enumeration? And then before I, after I sent that, I got in, uh, right. That was, um, Emerson. So that's my son. And then she goes, stupid spell check should be dumb check. Isn't enumeration counting money? And I haven't responded back because we're in the middle of a podcast. 
I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either, but either way, she shouldn't be bothering me while I'm in the middle of a podcast. She knows better. Yeah. Anyways, unless it's funny, then I don't care. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you have one? There's some questions. Not many, but uh, let's see. How many, how many viewers did we have? Uh, do we have? At one point, I think we had 24, 25. That's nice. Uh, how can someone build a racetrack, an RC track? A, you need land. <laughs> and then B, you just, uh, I would say the easiest way is to rent yourself uh, some sort of skid steer. And uh, I guess the way that I do it is I have a graph, like a graph paper, and I plot out exactly where I want things to be. And then I take a tape measure and a string line, and I go out there and I try to get everything where you need it to be and make it match what's on the paper. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to, there's, I, there could be a very long-winded answer to that question. I guess if you're just building a backyard track, though, yeah. you need a shovel and a hand tamper. Yeah. And, uh, ow, not to glue your finger to a tire. I would, I and, would, uh, it's pretty cheap to rent a tamper, to rent a vibrating plate tamper. Is it? Yeah. They were like, it's I like 40 bucks for the day. Order one. Yeah. It's like 40 bucks for the day. They're not too terrible when we used to rent them. You know, you just go out there and probably mow, mow your backyard, you know. When I was like, when maybe- I was, Sorry, when I was a kid, uh, my my mom wanted to. Uh, she actually let me put a track in the backyard, and I took this these giant sheets of plastic that we had, and I put mm-hmm. them down over the grass for like a week and let the sun beat down on it. It actually killed all the grass. Perfect. So I didn't even really have to um, uh, dig anything. It was crazy. Yeah, I used to just mow the grass like really short. Like I'd put the blade all the way down mm-hmm. and mow mow my the track that I wanted. Yeah. Like after a, a week of grass growth. Yeah. And um, I just drive on that. You know. Yep. If you had like a stampede or something, it'd be perfect for that. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, do I need help with the track? I mean, always. But uh, I was actually pretty pretty happy with the volunteers we had now. But if you want to come out um, tomorrow, I'm sure I could find some work for you to do. Tony RC Bud says, you guys are boom. Keep it up, fellas. That's awesome. Ooh. Thank you. All right. Nine House is back on here. He says, hey, guys, how's it going? No, fine. Going Thanks for fine, asking. But uh, he needs to get back to the track. Lance Murray said, uh, the Plex is the best Friday night is tons of fun and great learning night. The kids make him laugh. Awesome. I'm glad they make you laugh. Cause sometimes they make me want to take a needle and stick it in my eye and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love all the kids. Uh, Steve RC said someone mentioned that I should get, uh, his kid bar tires for a senton and he would have better traction. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, basically the, the, the stock tires on a Centon are pretty hard and they're lugs. They're not really meant for clay tracks. So if you, if you go upstairs and you get a set of positrons and mount them on your Centon, you're going to find yourself going, huh, this works pretty good. Do you have to get like any adapters or anything like that to do that? Yeah. For a Centon, they go from 14 to 12 millimeter, which we carry. So like my, my thought process here 
is, uh, you know, if you got if you're going to put all this money or, you know, cause like what's next, now you have traction. Now you're going to need more steering. So now you're going to have to upgrade your servo. And then now you got all this traction and all the steering. You, you can put your car where you want it. Um, you're probably going to have to get a, maybe more of a race style uh, ESC and motor stuff. So my advice would be run, run your car the way it is. It is what it is. Um, and if you're happy doing that, do that. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to do like, if you're going to try to get stuff to race more competitively, um, I would just get a, a two wheel drive buggy. Yeah. And cause a full, a full set of positrons is like 70 bucks. Yeah. So you, I, I think that you would be money ahead in the long run to get like uh, a, a, a car that's more designed for racing. If you want to keep racing, you know, if it's getting to the point where you want more grip and you want to take it, um, you know, try to do more laps and, you know, that's the part of the fun of it. Um, I, w- I would recommend that. Uh, I would probably go for that, uh, go for a two wheel drive buggy. And, uh, then, then you'd have the, you know, tires are going to be cheaper. Um, you're going to be able to race it in more classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be just kind of your next progression. Um, this, you know, the Centon's cool and all it got you into it. But, um, if you're going to keep upgrading that, cause that's what kind of burns people out. They keep upgrading one car yeah, and you can't really do a whole lot with it after you put all this money into it. Yeah. Well, I think your next progression would be to get a buggy or a stadium truck. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think Steve and, and Alex are going to be one of those that, that gets a buggy here in the future as well. Yeah. I think there's, a, there's quite a few of those Plex Beckers that I, I see them eyeing the stuff that we go and they were kind of, they're kind of like, I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mauricio is back on here from Columbia. Hey, um, Mauricio. Your opinion from mini crawler versus new size, full size, new. Um, and then he drops a whole bunch of different names Axial 24, Panda Tetra, Enduro 24, um, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, boy, that's a loaded question because uh, there's a lot of really cool 24 scale stuff. And what's fun about 24 scale stuff and why I've been thinking about getting one is because there's all these upgrades for them now. And then I could like make a crawler course for my, my basement, like my room. Yeah. It wouldn't take that much to make a, a sweet little 24 scale crawling course and actually have yeah. it inside and not get yelled at. Just visit your woodland scenic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Section of hobby town. Yeah, you know? exactly. The railroad section. That being said, the new Enduro um, HD uh, looks pretty cool. Same body, different bumpers. They did the uh, the bed that I had on mine, mm-hmm. and then it's got all the HD parts on it. So it's it's pretty good upgrade for the Enduro, the associated Enduro crawler. Mine worked really well. I just I don't know. I got bored with it. Like I I do that if like there was nothing left to do to it. Yeah. So I got a different one. That's cool. But uh, anyways, um, man, that's, it's a loaded question. I would say if you want to have fun in a small space, stick with the smaller stuff, you know, like if you got a garage or something that you want to 
you know, you can use and, and make something cool. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you got a bigger backyard and, and, you know, you're in Columbia, so you don't have to worry about snow or anything like that. So, you know, you, if you got some space, get the bigger one. It's going to be a little bit more expensive, but they can go more places too. John Haas wants to know, will the track be open Wednesday for practice? No, it will not. Uh, it's getting painted on Wednesday. Thursday at 4 o'clock. Thursday right? at 4 p.m. Yep, exactly. What's y'all's favorite class? Um, I'll, Two-wheel drive modified Yeah, buggy. I was going to say mine's mod buggy too. That's a pretty easy one. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Will and Jeremy, for taking the time uh, into a stadium truck. Picked up a T62 Sunday so that he can run that in another class. That's Dan Johnson. So oh, he's, nice, Dan. He's another one of those plexers that's been getting, and he's been getting better too. Mm-hmm. Um, big dudes, the one who asked about the uh, favorite class, his is always 110 scale stadium truck. Yeah. Stock stadium truck or buggy. I, my mod truck used to be my favorite class back in the T3 days. That was a long mod, time ago. Mod, mod truck, like if, if we were racing mod truck, That'd be my, one of my favorite classes, mod buggy and mod truck, man. I mod truck will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Super chat. Uh, we got a super chat and then we're almost done. Uh, super chat from racer Oz from Ken Peterson, 10 bucks from Ken Peterson. Thanks, Ken. Uh, I didn't know you kid. Yeah. (laughs) Will we be able to get handout tires in time to glue them up Thursday before practice? Thank you for your effort. Yes. Yes, you will. I believe if they didn't show up today, they're showing up tomorrow and I got a, that's Wednesday. One of the things that I'm going to do while I got Wes down there painting is I've got to brand all these tires for the handouts and, uh, yeah, they'll be ready for Thursday for sure. I am, I'm going to make sure that that happens. Um, unless something weird happens and the shipping gets messed up and we don't get them, but I'm not going to talk about that because that the likelihood of that happening is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to Nick Nuthouse. Does the Plex have parts for the associated T3 have one sitting on the shelf? Uh, not really. Uh, we have a couple. I believe the T3 still uses the older style spindles and hubs, and we might actually have those in stock because the old, gas truck uses them mm-hmm. and I think we still have them in the part number, but associated has actually been discontinuing a lot of the older parts. So yeah. the more that we sell of those, the more they don't come back. And I can tell you that the numbers, so their part numbers, when you work at a hobby store, you get used to how everybody has their part numbers and you basically have like associated used to start with like one seven for all the factory team stuff, one five. And then they'd go to like, the the RC10 used to be in the in the sixes, and the 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 third generation stuff used to be in the in the nines, and then the B4 stuff was in the nines, and now everything is a five digit number. Like like uh, the B6 and B7 stuff is all like nine one four, nine one five, nine one six, and uh, all that all that older stuff in those part number ranges are all. It's just been going like this shrinking and shrinking every time I go through there. So, uh, more than likely, probably not, but we might have one or two things. So yeah. TRA 3232 X. You know what that is? Glow plugs. Yep. That's a glow plug. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, I, that's the, like one tracks or I had a lot of the tracks as 36, 36, 55 X. What's that? 
I didn't hear what you said. 3655X. Is that a rear hub carrier? Close. <sighs> rear arms for a, rear arms rear for arms. A, for a rustler. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we, back in uh monster truck not gas monster truck heyday, uh that was a very popular thing to sell at yep. Hobby Town. Oh yeah. Mauricio says gracias. Denada. Yeah. I hope I got that right. I took four years of college Spanish, so <laughs> I however have not that's the extent. I however have not. <laughs> Uh, all right. We're almost done. There's a couple left here. Uh, Thursday is INS practice only, right? I mean, technically no, but I don't know. Yeah. You could probably come and practice Friday. It starts at four. I don't think there's going to be near as many people Thursday. there Thursday as Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yes. Friday's INS practice only because we won't have any pit spaces for anybody, but Thursday you might be able to get away with it. The problem is, is that we have all these pit spaces marked. And so if you come in and you sit on somebody's pit spot and they happen to come in while you're there, then it turns into a thing. And I, I would probably recommend probably not. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of where I'm at too. I would almost sit it out. Um, and just wait for next week. Yeah. Cause the thing is, is you're going to have guys that are driving that are going to be pretty serious. Well, and, and so I you, mean, John's a pretty good driver. His, his mini truck. I don't know. I don't know who asked. Yeah, Sorry. It, but I mean, I'm just, I'm actually more worried about pit spots. Oh, okay. Because I didn't happened. know if it was, uh, that happened in the techno series where like somebody came in and they wanted to run Friday, but not race. And they came in and they sat in somebody's spot and then they came in and then I'm like, Hey, you got to move your stuff. And he was like, well, I got already got my stuff laid out. And I'm like, well, I told you <laughs> somebody comes, yeah. you got to move, you know? Um, will there still be family Friday off-road? No, nope. Not this weekend. This weekend, no family Friday off-road. It's, it's all, it's a national event. You're going to be, if you come in on Friday to check it out, you're going to be shocked by how many people are in the pits. Yeah. Just come watch. Yeah. Come watch and check it out. Ever going to be another re-release of the RC 10 worlds or other old cars? Probably not the world's car. The world's car didn't sell very well. Yeah. But I would, Uh, I would have, I I would no idea. I would love for them to re-release the gold tub so I could actually get one this time. Yeah. You would think that um, they they might because they they had to remake all those molds. Yeah, they didn't have the original molds anymore, is my understanding. So, like to get, I mean, there's people that want them, but I don't know. Maybe it's a little. It, it, I know it's a little more difficult difficult than just load retooling or changing the tooling out. Yeah, but who knows? Speaking of re-release. Uh, the Tamaya stuff that w- one of the, one of the hobby news we didn't get to the show. Cause, cause and we're still here taking a long time, but, um, Tamaya just released a whole bunch of cool stuff. No King cab again. Mm. This is like the 10th year in a row that I've wanted and, and kind of, I've talked to the Tamaya guys before at the, at the thing. And I'm, I've been like, so you ever going to re-release a King cab, Nissan King cab? And they're like, Oh, maybe. And then, and then this year, Still no re-release of the Nissan King Cab, so I'm pretty bummed out. Yeah, I would. Be. I found one on eBay, but the guy wants like five hundred dollars for it. I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars for a car I'm never going to drive. I still need to build my Claude Buster. Yeah, you do. I'm going to get the uh, the regulator chassis for the for my Claude. I got the bullhead done, but uh, the Claude Buster I have to. Um, uh, the Claude Buster I have, I'm going to I'm going to turn it into the regulator. 
Yeah, I'm going to get one of the, I'm going to build mine with that. I'm going to do a right, do it upright. And then I'm going to mount up. Yeah. The Warren G song. Oh, that's okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I just snorted. All right. Uh, we better go. I got to go back to the track. So I got a, I got a couple hours. No more questions. Nope. That's it. All right. There's 27 people on right now, but, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So do we get any thumbs down again? You know, I'm not on the right. I'm not on the thing. So I don't, Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Nope. Not this week. Yay. That's good. Everybody like this, please. Yeah. Everybody like this one. (laughs) It does actually, it, it helps with the algorithms. So, yeah. And actually, um, on the, whatever podcasting service you use, if you could give us a review and some stars, that'd be cool. Yeah. A positive review. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, tell follow your heart. Tell oh, us what that, you okay, think. Okay, fine. Yeah, you can give us bad reviews. That Alex guy, uh, man, he's a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, it makes it so people find our podcast easier. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So that, that's that's yeah. mainly it. Like, we yeah. don't make anything off that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We better go. This show, as always, uh, sponsored by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you uh, go through with a refinance or home loan and you mention our show, you can get $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your rate. And uh, it's pretty awesome. You can get a hold of Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, might as well. Um, yeah. Or maybe both. Try both. Never know. I try to talk to Aiden Olson's dad. Yeah. <laughs> then he'll, he'll direct you to Don Zoller either way. So either way, yeah, you're going to have to talk to Don Zoller. So. I know Aiden Olson's dad. I've never met Don. So. Yeah, I've met her. Uh, I, 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 we FaceTimed once. Oh, here, really? Yeah, here in the studio. In the Weberized.com studio. Which, we don't give them a, a shout-out enough because I always forget, but uh, if you guys want to start your own podcast, you should get a hold of Weberized.com because they can even do it remotely, just like we're doing. Yeah. You don't have to yeah, be in the studio. I come here because it's my sister and I get to talk to her every week, but you don't have to. I'll see you guys later. See you guys. Thank you very much.